kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. Hey, listeners, thanks for finding this episode. We believe in the power of conversations and knowing that kids like you are ready to talk about the big things going on in their world. If you like this episode, please consider liking or reviewing the show through whatever app you're using to listen right now. That helps others discover this podcast, and that helps make sure this show is reaching the ears that need to hear it most. Thanks. adventure. Camp is in your living room. Camp is in your car on the way to the store. Camp is under your blanket fort. Camp is everywhere. And Camp Adventure is for everyone, no matter where in the world you are. And Camp Counselors Ben and Hannah are ready to welcome you. It's week number nine at camp, and this week we're going to hear a story about curiosity, an investigation, and a mysterious buzzing. I'm Camp Counselor Ari, and I'm so glad to be here at camp with you each and every week. It's a beautiful day at Camp Adventure, so let's say hello to our friend and adventuring guide, Camp Counselor Ben, to kick things off. Ari, thank you so much, and yes, I am ready for week number nine. And hang on a second. Whoa, do you hear that? What is that noise? That strange buzzing? Huh, a mystery. Have you ever heard such a sound outside? I know that many of you have, and I know that there's a good story to tell about the mysterious buzzing sound. And I can't wait to tell you that story during story time. However, we have to check out the mailbag, too. I can't wait for that. we got to see what you campers are sending in. And then before that, we have to do something else. Uh-huh. Yes, we have to do that right now. Raise your hand if you know what we have to do right now. Uh, there we go. You know. It is time to welcome our wonderful counselor and camp music leader, Hannah Glaver. I think Hannah probably likes mysterious buzzing sounds in the great outdoors. I think she loves all kinds of sounds, actually. She's a musician, after all. I mean, she makes beautiful sounds, doesn't she? Adventure sounds and adventure songs. So please welcome with me the great and knowledgeable, the one and the only, the woman who can jump like a grasshopper but never eats grasshoppers. The camper who explores not only with her hands and feet, but also explores with her ears. My good friend, Hannah. Is that right, Hannah? Do you actually explore with your ears? Thanks, Counselor Ben. I do love to explore with my ears. Sounds make me curious. I always want to figure out where it's coming from and how it's made. Campers, how about you? Do you ever explore with your ears, listening closely to all of the sounds you're hearing? Okay, if you know how to explore with your ears, please wiggle your ears right now. Wait, do you know how to wiggle your ears? I mean, I struggle to wiggle my ears. So if you can't do it without assistance, just use your hands to give your ears a little wiggle. Oh yeah, that's hilarious and we're clearly getting somewhere. Actually, let's do some ear exploring right now. Sometimes it helps to focus on a sound if you close your eyes. So if you close your eyes right now, 
What can you hear? Maybe it's a car? Or a person? Maybe it's sprinklers? Or a bald eagle? Did you hear anything you weren't expecting? Oh, have you ever, ever gone exploring and you heard of something new? Like little critters playing hopscotch or a baby kangaroo. Oh, our ears can give us warning or help us find a cockatoo. When we're open to adventure, who knows what discoveries will ensue? You know, when I'm out on adventures, I want to discover all kinds of sounds around me. Sometimes sounds keep you safe, so you don't like step on a rattlesnake. Or maybe you can find a new species of bird. Maybe if you listen closely right now, you'll hear something you don't expect when you sing our favorite camp song together. You ready? Adventure, we venture. Dolphin at camp? This is the best camp ever. Maybe one day someone will hear you sing our camp adventure song, someone who's exploring with their ears just like us, and they ask, what's that song you're singing? And you can tell them all about camp adventure. Make sure that they know that they're invited to camp too. Everyone is welcome here. Well, friends, It's about that time, that time that we have all been waiting for, the time where we get to hear from you, our campers. It's time for, drumroll please, Mailbag. Hi everyone, I'm Camp Counselor Emma, and I'm here with the Mailbag. It's where I keep all the mail we receive from our campers. Hold on while I just open things up. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. We have mail and photos and a whole lot of goodness from campers Kenan, Mitchell, and their dad, Doug. Remember a couple weeks ago when Camp Counselor Ben was talking about trying new things? Well, listen to this. In our family, we tried several new things. Ian tried a chicken quesadilla. Doug tried making bruschetta from ingredients in our garden. And Mitchell tried eating bruschetta for the first time and loved it. Oh, and Kenan tried a tomato. Way to go, adventurous eaters. And wow, looking at that photo, mm, that bruschetta looks delicious. They also sent a photo of a cabin fort built out of marshmallows, graham crackers, and toothpicks. Super creative, Ian. We'd love to know about your camp experiences. And so to all of our camp adventure campers and families and friends, Send us photos and videos and mail to listen at a kidspodcastabout.com or on social media using hashtag AKBA Summer. We'll share as many things as we can from our mailbag each week. That's listen at a kidspodcastabout.com or on social media using hashtag AKBA Summer. And that's it. Have a great day at camp. Howdy, you campers. It's Camp Counselor Duke, and I have a doozy of a joke for you. Are you ready? Do you know what one pterodactyl said to the other? (laughs) 
Uh, quick question for you. Do you know what type of hat that you put on your knee? A kneecap. <laughs> oh my gosh, a kneecap. Oh. How do you all feel about rocks? Do you have any favorite types? Do you like to go look for rocks? Actually, you know what? On the count of three, everybody tell me your favorite kind of rock. Uh, just kidding. I can't hear you. Let me tell you about my favorite kind of rock. Rock and roll. Hey, campers. It's Camp Counselor Denise. Are you ready to learn more Spanish with me today? You know, there are so many countries that speak Spanish, like Cuba, República Dominicana, Venezuela, Colombia, Mexico, Argentina, and so many more. But even though we all speak Spanish, we all speak it a little differently, even with the simplest words. One of the best examples of this is with the word you. Yes, you. You wouldn't believe how complicated the word you can get in Spanish, and it all depends on who you're talking to and where you're from. For example, since I grew up in Puerto Rico, we have two ways of saying you. If you were talking to your friends, your siblings, or your fellow campers, you would say tú, short and simple, T-U, tú. So if I wanted to ask my friend, how are you? I would say, ¿cómo tú estás? But if you wanted to ask the same question to someone who is older than you that you don't know very well, or someone who is in charge, like our wonderful head counselor Ben, you wouldn't say tú, you would say usted. It's a little more formal and shows that person that you respect them. So instead of saying, ¿Cómo tú estás? We would say, ¿Cómo está usted? Can you hear the difference? ¿Cómo tú estás? ¿Cómo está usted? ¿Cómo está usted, consejero Ben? It sounds fancy, doesn't it? But I bet there's a few of our campers out there from different parts of Latin America or other Spanish-speaking countries who would say, ¿Cómo está usted? to their sibling and use vos instead of tú when talking to their friends. I told you, it gets a little complicated. But it's kind of my favorite thing about speaking Spanish. It's those little differences that make Spanish such a fun and beautiful language. And even if you've been speaking it your whole life, there's always something new to learn. All right, I think that's enough learning for today, campers. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, everyone. Keep practicing, and I'll be back with more fun words soon. Nos vemos pronto. All right, campers, after this break, we're going to hear a story from Camp Counselor Ben, and I promise you won't want to miss it. Hey, grown-ups! With over a hundred different titles in our A Kids Book About series, it may be hard to figure out where to start. Allow me to make a suggestion. There is perhaps no greater feeling, nothing more life-giving or secure, than to know you belong. No matter where you are, what you're experiencing, or who you're around, without that feeling of belonging, it's hard to concentrate on anything else. We can help our kids know what it feels like to belong and what it takes to help others feel like they belong around us. When you do belong, you it's very, very evident, right? Because I like to say your heart smiles and your brain is tickled. 
That's Kevin Carroll, author of A Kid's Book About Belonging. Check out our Kevin Talks About Belonging episode of A Kid's Book About, the podcast. Listen together with the kiddos in your life. And when you're ready, visit akidsco.com for more great books and podcasts made to empower kids. Okay, we're back and it's story time. Are you excited? Me too. I love listening to Ben's stories each week. So let's get ready for this week's story. Before we get cozy, let's do a little movement. Can you spin your arms in big circles like you're jumping rope? Can you do it while hopping up and down? Wow. All right. Now, in just a second, let's hit pause to get in this week's perfect listening spot. Three, two, one, go. Where do you pick? This week, I'm listening in the car on the way to my own adventure at the beach. I'm so excited. Wherever you go, get comfy. Are you ready, Counselor Ben? Thank you so much, Ari, my friend, and thank you, my camper friends, for always joining me for this story time. I'm hoping that you're having a good time listening to these stories. I am having a great time telling them. And this week's story begins with a sound. Uh-huh, a strange sound that, I think, many of you campers may have even been hearing outside this summer. You hear that? Uh-huh. Well, back at my little gray house across West Chestnut Street from the Fox River in Burlington, Wisconsin, back when I was eight years old, my sister Christy and I were playing outside in our sandbox when... Uh-huh. There it is. We heard something odd. And she asked me, what is that weird sound in the air? And I had no idea. It was so loud, the buzzing sound, and it lasted for so long. But we did not know where it was coming from. So we decided to have a little exploration, an exploring adventure. We checked everything low to the ground at first. Uh, That was just easiest. But the sound was not coming from the shrubs or from the flowers growing low to the ground. We looked under the shed, we looked in the hosta plants, and on Mom's flowers, but nothing. And we realized the strange sound was coming from somewhere up much higher. Remember last week in week number eight where I told the story about climbing trees? Yeah, well, Christy and I loved climbing trees, so we climbed up into a big green cedar tree, looking and listening. Uh Uh-huh. There it was. We heard it again. It was louder the higher we climbed, so we felt like we were getting closer, but we still couldn't find it. We couldn't find anything at all. How about let's climb the oak tree, I said, which was much bigger. And as we did, and as I gripped onto the branches, the bark felt in my fingers normally rough, as it always was, but then something crunched under my hand, and it kind of creeped me out, and I jerked my hand back. And do you know what it was? Well, I looked down and I saw a small brown bug kind of thing that almost looked like a hollow bug. It was just the outside shell. So strange. Well, then I looked more carefully around at the tree and I saw more of them, like little hollow bug statues. Christy and I were very confused. 
So we pulled a couple of the brownish, clear, empty bug shells off of the tree trunk, and we took them into the kitchen. Mom, we said, you know what this is? Oh, my goodness, she said, yes, that is a cicada. And she told us how this strange bug lives underground for 17 years. I don't even know how that's possible. In little tunnels and stuff. And then it finally crawls up into our world and it climbs up onto trees and it makes this loud cicada sound. Ah, there it is. And she said, cicada bugs do not have bones or a skeleton inside their body like we do as people. The cicada and, and all insects really have a skeleton on the outside. It's called an exoskeleton. Okay, campers, can you say that word? Exoskeleton. That's the outside shell that kind of holds bugs together. An exoskeleton, I asked, looking down at the cicada shell in my hand. Well, cool. But I wondered, where's the actual bug? This empty shell isn't what's making all that buzzing noise in the air. Well, the bugs, she said, will be greenish black, and they're kind of harder to find, but keep looking. And so we did. Back to the backyard we went. Now that we knew where to look, we soon found three live cicadas. And they were shiny and they were crazy looking, like little monster aliens, kind of greenish black with huge googly red eyes. And then these long, clear wings that kind of looked like big dragonfly wings with the veins in them, you know. Quick, I hollered down to my sister Christy, go get a good jar. So she scrambled inside and she found an old peanut butter jar. It was clean. And it was much better to put them in a jar than to try holding on to them because they kind of felt sticky when their feet gripped onto you. And we really wanted to check them out, you know. Well, that works better in a jar. Then we added a few leaves in the jar so that they could hide under them. But then they kind of went under them and we couldn't see them. So we put a few sticks in there for them to climb on. And then we put a little bit of sand and dirt in the bottom just to make it feel more like a real world. And by the end of the afternoon, we had created a little bug world inside of an old peanut butter jar. Who knew? Well, my dad got home from work and he saw our creation. It was the finest in the nation, we thought. Awesome, he said. That looks like a fine home for a cicada, but you know what? Your bugs are all gonna die. <gasps> what? Die? How come? We hadn't poked them or hurt them or squished them. Well, he said, you've got to put some air holes in the lid. Bugs breathe air, too, just like we do. So he helped us poke a few holes in the jar, and the cicadas seemed happy about that. Now, our exploration adventure was clearly a success. We had discovered the source of the strange, mysterious buzzing sound in the air. And even better, we now made plans to make even more bug jars. In Wisconsin, we have these bugs called fireflies that light up at nighttime, kind of a greenish-yellow glow. Some kids call them lightning bugs. Well, guess what? You can collect them into a jar, and they glow that yellowish-green color at night. It's really cool. So we made bug jars for those guys, and we made bug jars for caterpillars, and we made a bug jar for grasshoppers, the big Virginia grasshopper, which has black and yellow wings, and then the regular green ones. I think there were even a few crickets. And then we made one for centipedes that we found under rocks. The mystery of the buzzing bug was solved. 
and it was the strange alien-looking 17-year cicada. <laughs> and for you campers who are good at math, I personally am not very good at math, I have to say, but I know many of you are good at math, so think about this math problem with me. Currently, it is the year 2021, yes? And we are experiencing a huge cicada hatch all over the place. So what year was it 17 years ago? Okay, that's 2021 minus 17. Did you get it? Put your hand up if you've got the answer. Some of you might know the answer is the year 2004. Well, guess what happened in 2004? Scientists say that that was the last major cicada hatch in our land. And then, here's the big question, what year was it 17 years before that? So 2004 minus 17. Mm-hmm. You get back to the year 1987, and in 1987, I was eight years old, just like I said at the beginning of the story. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? How would you like to live underground for the first 17 years of your life? I think that would be very strange. You'd probably have to go to underground school. And you'd have to go to underground summer camp. I mean, that could be fun, but I don't know. Feels like it'd be pretty dark. Honestly, I like being above the ground much more. And I really like making bug jars. And my kids, Wesley and Annabelle, have made many bug jars at our home. So... That's what we're going to do for our weekly challenge. I think it sounds great. How does that sound to you? I will be right back with our weekly challenge. Okay, my camper friends, it is time for your weekly challenge. And this week, we're going to make your own bug jars. How's that sound? I think it's great. You need three ingredients to make a good bug jar. First, a good clean jar. Then, you need a good bug or a collection of bugs. And third, you need stuff like sticks or leaves or dirt, sometimes a couple rocks or a piece of bark, stuff that'll make the bug feel cozy in its own little world, okay? All right, well, here's what you got to do. If your jar has a lid, you have to figure out a way to put holes in it. And if you don't have a lid, you can use a piece of saran wrap or some kind of plastic over the top that you can secure with a rubber band and poke holes in that. However you do it, make sure you don't just seal the bug off all the way with no air to breathe, because if you do, it will die, okay? Then you have to make the bugs cozy world. Uh, if you're going to collect ground bugs, for instance, like centipedes or roly-polies, some kids, like when I was a kid, we called them pill bugs. Um, but if you're going to catch those kind of bugs off the ground, then you might want to put a little bit more dirt and a couple rocks in your bug jar. I'd suggest that if you're going to catch caterpillars, put some good green leaves in there. Caterpillars love chewing on leaves. But here's the basic rule. Try to make the outside world that you find your bugs in uh, happen inside your jar, okay? Then, here's another tip. Don't put too much stuff in the jar, or the bug will hide on you and you won't ever be able to check it out very well, okay? And then finally, here's the best part. Got to get outside and catch some cool bugs. Any kinds of bugs, really. Well, I guess if you live in the desert and there are scorpions around, don't catch the scorpions. <laughs> Those are poisonous. And maybe there's some other places where, you, you know, sp some spiders can be poisonous too. So make sure your grown-ups are cool 
with whatever bugs you're catching. But I think most bugs will be perfect for this. Even ants are really cool. If you ever put a couple ants in a jar and watch them, just watching ants can be amazing. And then my suggestion is that you keep your bugs for one afternoon or for one day at the most and then release them back into their wild habitat so they can live the rest of their little bug lives in their natural world. Okay? <laughs> Does that sound good? I think it sounds very good to me. Oh, and I would love to see pictures of your bug jars. So here is Counselor Ari one more time to remind you on how to do that. Thank you, my friends. I will see you again next week. Thanks, Ben. And thank you, campers, for joining us at Camp Adventure this week. We'd love to feature you and your fellow campers on our next episode. Share your camp space and all your weekly camp challenge creations on social media using hashtag AKBA Summer or write to us at listen at a kids podcast about.com. Camp Adventure is written by Ben Tertine with help from the kids podcast about team. Original music is by Hannah Glaver. Check out Hannah's albums at hannahglaver.bandcamp.com. This show is edited and produced by me, Ari Mathay, with help from Matthew Winner. Audio production is by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory. And this show was brought to you by a kids podcast about. Listen to other podcasts made for kids just like you by visiting akidsbookabout.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Ben's book, A Kid's Book About Adventure. See you back at Camp Adventure next week. Hi, I'm Matthew. I'm the head of audio at A Kids Co., and I also host A Kids Book About the podcast, and worth noting. I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for listening to our shows in your classroom or in your bedroom, over breakfast or over dinner, on your drive or on your downtime. No matter what you do between this listen and the next time you tune in, thanks. You're awesome. And it's because of kids like you that we get to make cool stuff like this. See ya.